can't do it. I got it. You, okay, try. I believe in you, Zach. Thanks for joining us for a conversation on the book of Acts. Today we get into Acts chapters 1 and 2, the Holy Spirit arriving at Pentecost. Thanks for joining our conversation. Wow. <laughs> We're going. Three tooth, three gobe. This podcast is brought to you by Early no Mornings. Yeah. Nice. Wait, what did you say is brought to you by? Early Mornings Making oh, Breakfast Sandwiches. Yeah, it's brought to you by Lack of Sleep. It's brought to you by Nintendo Switch Online. Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo <laughs> membership package. And the Gophers football team. And the Gophers football team captain. People. Who is? Steve Milnock. Oh, that's nice. I believe that. That seems like a coach's when, name. When I get tired... <laughs> My brain can fire on some really cool frequencies like that of making crap up. <laughs> really cool. Frequencies. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think uh, that the real cool is a pretty strong qualifier. Real cool. <laughs> really cool, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, hey, it's it's we're starting a new new series, and it's uh, when was the last time we didn't talk about Axe? John. <laughs> uh, last Way week. to give it away. Yeah. Uh, last week. Uh, well, we've just finished. How many weeks was it? 36. 36 weeks. 285 days of John. We closed the John, <laughs> never to be opened again. Uh, oh, no. I don't know. That's not how it works. We're not allowed to use John uh, in any other no references. No references. Nothing. For at least a year. Out. Really? Yeah. Wow. John is deleted from our Bibles. <laughs> that's bad. Uh, I don't uh, think you can say that. What would what would faith be like if all you had was Ecclesiastes? <laughs> It'd be great. Uh-huh. I love it. Yeah, I would. What if you only had Job? What if? Oh no! <laughs> you miss God's skull. Or if it was just if the Bible was just Song of Solomon. That would be uncomfortable. Yeah. It's good thing it's not. That's we'll just leave it at that. Huh? <laughs> good thing there's together. There's team. <laughs> Good thing John didn't write all by himself. Except all for when he by did. himself. <laughs> <laughs> Again, did you say we were all very tired this morning? Uh, I'm not tired. Not Scott. Scott's got it. I'm a little He's tired. Carrying everybody. Yeah. Oh. All right. um, just Zach and I. Yeah. So we should, just before we jump into Acts, you know, let's see. Zach, you had family over and slept on an air mattress and froze to death. Are you uh, trying to ask me uh, some questions? No, that's oh. that's hey. Greg, Greg and I were doing a catering thing very early this morning, and Zach as well, so Zach just got triple, double, whatever. But Rachel, well, why are you tired? <laughs> I made smart decisions yesterday. Um, I bought my daughter a Nintendo Switch, and then I connected it to a you Nintendo. You didn't give it to her. Online. Did no, not give it to her. I bought it to, bought, like, it's a used one, so I went to someone's house while she was sleeping. And well, the lady? person's house? Sleeping? They were sleeping. They weren't sleeping. You found, okay. her, address. <laughs> found out her address, and like, while she was sleeping, you snuck in. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> no. Um, while my daughter was sleeping, and then I connected it to Nintendo Online and found Super Nintendo Zelda, which I played until maybe four in the morning, maybe five. I got through the first, I think there's like the light side and the dark side. So I have to fight the last bad guy on the light side. <laughs> the third, it's the third temple in the light yeah, world. Yes. And then you have so, to go into the dark. And, and then I have to go to the dark world. I didn't play so Zelda I'm halfway done. Time. Yeah. And so, yeah. Which, actually... I, I bring balance 
to this because as much as you guys are into it, I am like three of you combined. I am that far away the from opposite. the video game. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. wish the that I not do tor- that. Eternal time... Torment in Hell would be a phony. A phony. You have to play Angry Birds for Eternity. <laughs> I'm so proud of you that you know that's that the only phone game Angry could... Birds and it's on a phone. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that would be yeah. oh, the Judge, last time Judge Judy in the, the last time you played <laughs> <laughs> What would she be accusing you of? Like just, uh, no, just be you honest. Missed you the eggs. One episode you missed on all the eggs. <laughs> you played video games with us a couple years ago. Up at your cabin, and then the last time before that was Castle Wolfenstein. Uh, no, it's probably like fifteen years before that, ten or fifteen Castle years. Played before some, Einstein. played some Halo, some Mario Kart. I would like, you know, I, I if I wouldn't mind race. I don't mind racing games. Yeah, yeah, Mario. Kart. still. Oh, I have no. You guys, I know. Uh, <laughs> yes, you both said it. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a racing game. <laughs> as much as people want to say Mario Kart's a racing game, it's not a racing game. Well, it's I remember a, Yoshi just uh, like driving his car. It's a Mario game. It is a hundred percent Mario racing game. It's a deep no. Put anything no. else on it, and it's a racing game. No, no. I don't want a Mario. Game. I don't want a racing boosts, game where you get power coins. <laughs> No, he's talking like Forza. Uh, I don't want a racing oh, no. game where you can get Throw a banana. boost. I don't want boost. Use the boost to get through. No, I do a barrel roll. These are not racing games. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually 100 with Scott. Those are those are fun games, but they are not. Racing I love games. them. I love F Zero for the Super Nintendo. You like high speed, I futuristic. Hover machines. I liked F Zero X a lot. Yeah. F Zero oh, X man. was cool because it was 3D. These no, are the I want a, go I want a real, real car, and then I like the. I again, like go I've, to an arcade and like sit on a bike and like. Mm, yeah, I mean that's that's. Would you be cool. would you enjoy like a racing simulator? Like you have to yeah, like hit all the buttons correctly to actually get the yeah. car to turn on and. Yeah. There's like fun. simulated crash. Yeah, where he can upgrade it. He can put like a cold air in tank on his motor yeah. and stuff like that. That's pretty cool. Cooler fancy. in the back. I yeah. like those games. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm sorry there's no boost in gems to get. Uh, no I got bananas. four pineapples. I can go real fast now. Boost in gems. That's what it is. I know. Oh my it's goodness. the pineapples. No. I like I like both the types of games, but one is a racing game, the other is a Mario game. Well, you've got weird definitions, but all right. <laughs> it's a Mario racing game. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> oh my! It's not about the car. It's about it the characters. You get to change the car and the That's tires true. and the. the yeah, but, has zero effect. but they are trying to go fast around a racetrack. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sure. Well, I'm not in... saying it's technically good, like actual racing, but sorry, this is a need to be discussed. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the best, my favorite racing game of all time was Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, the first one. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you play the Hot Pursuit? Is, the thing is, there is nothing uh... that compares to Underground Two, because that was the first in no the idea. series that you could modify. Every extent of your vehicle. But that came out after Hot Pursuit. The original Hot Pursuit? Yeah, the original I think Hot I only Pursuit. ever played the on Game Master. Cube. 
Because if you have to no, do no, any no, disputes no. about I it, had, just make sure you I had, write in the comments. <laughs> I had Underground 2 on PC CD-ROM. My mom's work laptop is what I played it on. Exactly. I don't think it had internet. That was also Zach's band name in high school. Race it. Running from the cops (laughs) in Need for Speed is the funnest game. It's so much fun. You have to get out of there. My experience is limited to Super Nintendo. Sure. Mario and And Zelda. You could be the cops too and try to chase your friends. It was so fun. Oh, man. So fun. And look where we are. Look where we are. The only the bad thing about all this is that right now next to me Zach is looking at the Wikipedia. Yeah. Need for Speed. Well, here's the deal: Hot Pursuit did come out in '98. '98. Uh, Underground Two came out in 2004. My dad had a tube TV for road trips that he would set up in his truck oh, on the center console, and we'd hook our, our hook our. I forget what's if it was GameCube, N64, something, and we would play Hot Pursuit on road trips. Okay, but that'd be fun. What really about? Fun. The Twisted Metal series for the original PlayStation. I was, you probably that was not a racing game. That was a Carnage game where you just like played these creepy characters. It's like an arena. Blew each other up. Yeah. yeah, I played it a little bit. I wasn't a big PlayStation. I loved it, but my mom wouldn't let me play it. Too much violence. Oh, Too man. much violence. Whose mom. house did you go to? It was Josh's. I think I did everything at Josh's house. <laughs> Josh Vandenberg, if you're listening, thanks for being a bad influence. <laughs> Josh, where are you today? School. I hope you're okay. We're about to hit 10 minutes of this. Jeez. Oh, Axe was about a small group of people coming together. They weren't yeah. playing video games. Good. No. You know what? <laughs> they would have liked to be. Church history would be so different if it was if there were video games back then. <laughs> so I'm so glad there were. Yeah. Yeah, I think about like the disciples in Acts and the 120 people or so, and then I think about there they were in the upper room. Us in a cabin. <laughs> <laughs> you have an upper room at your cabin. They had a... Do you think they were as dopey before? Yeah, the futon up there is not as long as your body. <laughs> <laughs> and there, the four of them were in the upper room, farting, laughing, playing Zelda. All of a sudden, what sounded like a hot wind blew oh, through the space. Okay. All right, let's jump into Axe. <laughs> We're children. Uh, so Axe is, in its macrocosm, the big picture of it is the early churches. Its formation, there's a lot of uh, like the foundations of our theology and what it is to be a community as a follower of Christ is hitting the ground. And it's beautiful and messy, and then it's written in these movements of the Great Commission, so we see these windows into going into Jerusalem, which is reaching out, connecting the Jewish insiders to Christ, going to the Gentiles, which is going to the neighbors that are just outside of their community, going to the Samaritans, which were people that were even seen as uh, deep outsiders or culturally were seen as bad people, uh, and then go to the ends of the earth and to everyone. And so we see an axe. We'll go through this. We'll see this full movement of these things being played out. And there's a drum next door. It's fine. I, I feel okay with it. Today's <laughs> episode is sponsored by the two-year-old next door playing some drums. Dong, dong, dong. By Zellweg Jersey. We sat like on the straight and narrow for 30 seconds. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, so as we go into Acts 1 and 2, there's the, um, there's a massive number of people that are added to their community, but they were, uh, they were great people, and they took one step uh, towards Christ. There's a lot going on in Acts 1 mm-hmm. and 2. Yeah, like what? Like, 
how we read about this like unity that they had and for me it's easy to see that somehow they were all very similar but the unity actually came in light of their differences and how mm. there's people from all backgrounds and even tribes in a sense in this one place together and not only that the disciples themselves were like pretty at odds with each other through some of the gospel accounts and to see that like there's this really great picture of unity that Luke writes about that the the followers of Jesus at this point they decided for this moment like we're going to sell what we have and give to whoever has need and we're going to be very unified mm-hmm. and sometimes i read that growing up that like oh you're supposed to always sell all your stuff and go live with people and maybe but maybe but, not but as you continue on in the this account of acts it like there are these glimpses of this beautiful but it it doesn't last very long mm. And but that's not a a picture of God ebbing and flowing, or that the church was totally broken. It's just that we're broken, yeah. and this is we need relationship with Jesus. And even though we're not in an ideal circumstance and we're not perfect people, it's uh, God's still there. Yeah, I love too the we'll get to Paul in a lot of weeks, but that Peter and Paul are both figures in the Book of Acts, and they both do some really mm-hmm. cool stuff, and then. Later on in New Testament account, we see Paul and Peter still at odds with each other. And Paul actually being at odds with a lot of people. I think he had some problems. But Paul calling Peter out at one point, it just like shows the humanity of these people who were following and in process. That it wasn't this like Holy Spirit moment wasn't something that perfected them. It was something that empowered them though. Yeah. I thought something that was really interesting, but not like necessarily the theme through it, but I always look at that question at the in the beginning when like after all the disciples had spent forty days with Jesus and they were like, When but when is the kingdom of God coming? And I was listening to some of the Bible project stuff on it. Like there's a podcast they were putting on and and it's like I always read that question and, like, think about the Gospels and how, like, the disciples never got what Jesus was saying. And I've always kind of put it in that bucket of, like, why are they still not getting it? But then we were, I was listening, and they were talking about that 40 days they had just spent with Jesus. And maybe their perspective in this moment isn't so much about, like, maybe their idea of what the kingdom is looks different. And they're more talking about when are we going to, when is, when are the Jewish people going to come and bless the world like Abraham had promised, like the promise of Abraham or given to Abraham, how the people were going to be used to bless the world and like really looking for like when that's going to be. And then Jesus answers with the, you know, it's not for you to know and it will come. But then 10 days later, the spirit comes Hmm. and that moment when the spirit comes is during this feast so there's all these people in Jerusalem when it happens and then that's the moment that the spirit comes and empowers them to speak different languages and how really perfect all of that was to see all these people that had made the pilgrimage trip to Jerusalem and then God said okay now I'm going to empower you to speak to everybody in a language that they understand and like it's just such a perfect moment that Jesus really brought everything or God brought everything together to just explode it because you do look at this really small group of people and how like the podcast that I was listening it's like it's a small group of people that starts it but now it's like billions of people and how did we go from here to here and Mm. Jesus really or God really took this moment and just 
I don't know. Like, it's just so perfect. Yep. Like, how he used that festival. Well, the, the uh, covenant that God made with Abraham uh, was not forgotten by right. these people. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was in the forefront of uh, you know, who they were. We are followers of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That, again, wh- well, why do we follow this God? Well, it's, we're part of this covenant that God made with them, that, that we would be a great nation, and also that, again, that key, like the period of that covenant is that we'd be a blessing to all people. Right. And there's historic was that that had gone always really well <laughs> to right. be a blessing to all yeah. people. To say the least. And now here in this moment, and really throughout the best rest of Acts, we see in the midst of the chaos and imperfection that there is opportunity to be a blessing to all people. Yeah. I think that's a really, like when you talk about the unity and you talk about living sacrificially and then you talk about being a blessing to all people, like what a beautiful vision for the church to be that. When you make it just so simple, like Mm -hmm. we're going to bless the communities we're in. Yeah. Yeah, when it comes to a moment where we would think, uh, you know, what we really need to do is to get more people to like Jesus, which is noble and is so, I mean, it's true and right. But when it just is a razor's edge to the to the good when we see, you know what, I want uh, uh, this, this covenant with God to be God's people and to be a blessing to all people, to that be lived out. And then for hear these thousands of people and that they go, wow, I can be, they were cut to the heart when they heard the, mm-hmm. the gospel presentation of Peter. And then what do we need to do? And uh, they took action and belief. And if Peter just would have gone scolding or if he would have just said, you know, you need to be one of us or said, you need to be like me, uh, it would have been a radically different story. Yeah. I love the layers. We've talked about layers a lot in the last couple series, I guess, but the covenant with Abraham and the law given to Moses and all of that that was known by these people and then seeing how Jesus before he left said I'm going to send you my the Holy Spirit, the comforter the counselor, he's going to guide you into all truth um, seeing all of these Old Testament references to God's law being written on people's hearts um, and then even like random things like I had read something that some people had thought that this moment was kind of a a restoration of what was lost at the Tower of Babel. That at Babel, all these people were speaking the same language. They lost it because they were trying to use it for their own gain. And then this moment where the Holy Spirit descends and all these people who are speaking different languages are able to finally understand their own language being spoken by people who Mm -hmm. didn't normally speak it. Just like really cool, artistic, beautiful things that I don't think about when I initially read these things. Mm -hmm. And... To also realize, well, those aren't even the point. That immediately the disciples get right into sharing the gospel, inviting people to follow and to know Jesus, and even back to John's objective, like sharing these stories so that people would know and believe. And then walk into life. And that's the, yeah, you know, at the end of two and at the end of four, and we'll see it again in, in Acts as we continue on, is that there is this, there's some conflict, there's a presentation there's a response, and then there's like this, like there's a brief window into the ideal at the end of this, at the end of chapter two, it gives a, and then they had everything in common. They, they shared with each other. At the end of chapter four, again, there's this declaration after uh, Peter and John were arrested, we'll get there, but they, too, there was this conflict. There was this uh, 
call to action. There was this restoration moment, and then we see they give a they had again they shared everything. They, they even people were selling fields or property and giving it to to the poor. And so again, there's the being aspect of what it is to be a follower of Christ, which is so important, and being called out and changing. But then to have that glimpse into what life is then uh, should be also part of. Not necessarily what we need to lord over others, but to process it ourselves. Hmm. You better sell your stuff and give it to somebody is not the response. <laughs> it's that out of the being that they had, they were doing. And yeah. uh, then we keep turning on, we get to chapter 5, we'll see somebody who didn't have that. And they get wrapped up in a blanket because they're dead. Mm. Be a be-do, not a do-bee. There we go. <laughs> yeah, It seems like the only way to... To actually be able to do that for other people is by having a level of depth of relationship that tends to be lacking in mm. modern society. Of like, I can't really meet your needs unless I spend the time to know you enough to know what your needs are and help with those things. So, yeah, the two layer that we often neglect is that I think that to have that level of selflessness you have to know God deeply but you also have to know the other people deeply is another important part of it well and what does it take to know someone deeply like that yeah. and to be known like for me it requires really intense vulnerability which sometimes I, I feel afraid of hmm. you know so I'm not always willing to go there that's what keeps me back a lot of times it's hard to it's hard to get to that point when culturally we're we're really good at maybe painting good pictures of ourselves or at least feeling feeling a pressure to want to like, I want to look my best in front of people. Hmm. I don't want to always share, be super vulnerable, let people see what my real processes are. It's, well, like as a pastor, if I let anyone know my real issues, no one would ever come to my church. So Yeah. That's yep. real. You better not. Don't you better not. <laughs> well, if you can muster the energy to put Zelda down, I encourage you to. <laughs> it's an important part of life. I'm, just, I'm actually really curious. You seem like you needed it. So. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not. It's like not a bad it. thing. Do you know, do you know who Zelda is? Much though. Do you know what character Zelda is? Who who are they? Okay. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> I was just really curious. No, I I know nothing. If you've lined up a bunch of. Could I couldn't you, tell you where Mario could ended Could you tell the difference beginning. between Zelda and Link? That's the big one. I have, like, a chain link? <laughs> Yay, nailed it. <laughs> could you tell the difference between Zelda and Mario? Uh, I could tell you probably which one is Mario. Mustache little guys? Yeah. What color? Uh, doesn't matter. <laughs> On my black and white TV, it was uh, gray and dark gray. <laughs> actually warrior. <laughs> well, thanks for being part of the conversation, and I encourage you to be reading in the book of Acts, and not just lead it as, leave it as a moment of something to just read and, and think that it's over, but to bring it to conversation in your life. See you later, guys.